Welcome to the Boston Sports Report Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Use promo code SportsGadgeo to save $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek.com or using the SeatGeek app. Yes, sir. Rob, how are we doing? Doing well, how are you? I'm all right. Well, you sound a little tired, and so am I. What's transpired with these Boston Celtics thus far? Um... Let's jump. Let's jump right into the NBA draft. Let me get your instant reaction. Okay. Um, we got Romeo Langford mm-hmm. um, from Indiana. Um, I actually didn't really see that much of. It. I didn't really see Indiana last season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because you're just a pure Duke guy. You only watch Duke games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, watch some highlights on him, see his mixtape. Um, but he's a freshman, uh, small forward, 6'4". So um, we'll see. Um, we got the fan favorite so far, Grant Williams, that everyone seems to love now. Yeah, um, him I did see in the tournament. Um, Tennessee was a great team. Um, and he had a pretty good season. Yeah, he can he can post up a little bit. He can shot fifty six percent from the field. Yeah, he's very efficient. Can rebound, and he's he's shorter than I thought he was, but he's six seven. But he's like he's built. Yeah. Kind of like Draymond Green in terms Mm -hmm. of like body type. Um. The wild card pick of the night. Ooh, Taco? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're getting to Taco a little later. Carson Edwards. Yes. Ooh. The one, the one, the one game wonder that's got everyone going crazy in Boston now. Man, they should have won that game. Pretty good, pretty good season at Purdue. Twenty-four point three points per game. Shot thirty-nine percent from the field. Six-one guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's he's a wild card pick to me. You either got something real special or you got nothing out of there. Um, yeah. Um I hope I hope he does well. Um he's undersized. Um but as long as you can shoot, which he can shoot um from the perimeter, uh-huh. um it's always a boost. Um like like for example, Kimball Walker. He's six one. A like, name we're gonna dive into a little later. Yeah, like when he he was more of a mid range shooter in college at UConn, mm-hmm. and then he developed three point shot as he um, grew older. Um, so yeah, I think um, him having a permanent shot already is all is a boost. Um, what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, well, let me get, let me just get, put this aside that I was very disappointed in this draft, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. The one guy that I wanted going in there is the guy that ended up falling 44 to Denver in the perfect situation. Bobo, 
I'm I'm honestly very confused with what the Celtics approach is and with this draft. You took three guards, one guy who's five eleven and Tremont Waters who played at LSU, which is like a D league team for basketball for college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you have three guards and essentially what I look at and how I see this the Celtics draft is you have three guys that you're gonna bring in and it's like the, the Kyrie Irving replacement like like search is what you're doing. It's like you're going to bring them into some camp and you're going to evaluate these three guys who aren't qualified to, to replace Kyrie to be your mm-hmm. starting point guard next year when what I thought your approach should have been going in here is, well, for one, when they traded Aaron Baines live at the draft, I instantly thought they're taking Bull Bull. They have to be taking a big. You can't trade Aaron Baines. Have I leave a stranded Robert Williams who you played for like five minutes last season because – for some reason, you didn't use him. Um, you still don't have Marcus Morris because he's still hitting the free agent market by the end of this weekend or whatever. Uh, Al Horford is gone, so you literally don't have a big. Daniel Thias is hitting the free agency market. You're probably going to let him walk to clear up cap space. Exactly. Um, it's, a, it's a very confusing approach to the draft. I didn't understand it. I like the I like Carson Edwards because he can be something very special. He can shoot the ball very well. I hate to compare him to Steph Curry because every every college kid who's ever hit a three pointer in their life gets compared to Steph Curry, but he has like that build. <laughs> he had that one explosive game in the tournament that completely had my phone buzzing. I was tweeting about him like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very confused. The hell they were doing? I thought Bull Bull would have been a perfect. It's like the the thing I see about Bull Bull is he's not just a great big. He shoot from the outside. He can defend great in the inside. He's he produces as a center. He plays that center role. He was a great rebounder, even though he only played nine games. He still shot incredible from three. He was still their leading scorer with twenty points. He racked up like twelve rebounds per game. I thought he was a perfect fit here. I thought the foot injury doesn't concern me at all, especially in the NBA draft when you get to the late thirties in the second round. Like you don't expect to get anything anyway so it was confusing to me why they didn't pick him and the fact that he fell 44 to denver is perfect for him the way that that team is building now you're gonna have michael porter jr coming back you have jokic who is probably is undoubtedly the best passing big in basketball today um you you pair him up with bull bull who can probably get into that starting role next season in denver and that could be a very very dangerous dangerous front court so I didn't understand it personally. I thought Bull would have fit pretty great here. If you get him, you sign like Vucevic or you get Steven Adams or even Ennis Cantor. You just get a veteran big to play alongside him. That could have worked out very well. And I just – the, the draft honestly confused me what the Celtics were doing. I'm still confused to this day what our approach is this <laughs> offseason. But that's my take on it. So, um, you think uh, Danny Angel has like a – a plan or is he just <laughs> I hope so I mean I would hope he has a plan I mean um direct direction wise it's very confusing where the Celtics are gonna head it's a very they're putting a very tough spot I didn't know that there was a single team on this planet willing to give out Horford a four-year max contract like I didn't know these guys still existed I hear it's like Dallas and Houston, which is like Houston. I couldn't believe they're still clinging on. Like, you guys, you missed your window years ago. 
Um, Dallas, I don't know why the hell they would pay Al Horford max money, but I sure as hell am not willing to do it. Even though I think he, he was a very sought-after piece. He was like our like dark horse leader who his stats never justified what he actually did for us. But, yeah, I'm not paying that guy max money. I think what the Celtics need to do is go throw a mean pitch to Kemba Walker and somehow work out the salary cap to go out, trade for Steven Adams, or go get, uh, go get Vucevic. I think Vucevic would be a great fit here. He's averaged 12 rebounds, which was a career high. He averaged like 20.8 points per game last season. He had a fully healthy season. Kemba Walker's averaged playing 79 games within the past four seasons at Charlotte. He's broken every Charlotte record pretty much. He has no reason to yeah. play there anymore. <laughs> and what, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say max contract-wise is the only thing he would stay there for. But, dude, you're not going to spend $221 million in your life. Just go play for a chip. Like, he wasted eight years of your life already there playing for Michael Jordan who's more concerned with putting a Jumpman logo everywhere in Charlotte than he is and giving Kemba Walker some form of assistance in a supporting cast that's, you know, mm. going to take him anywhere. They haven't won a playoff series since 2002. So, I mean, yeah. there's, like, no reason for him to stay there. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, like, you look at the players that they drafted after um, 2011 – you got Michael K. Gilchrist. Uh-huh. We know the story. It's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> league couldn't shoot, still can't shoot. Um, Cody Zeller. Wow. No press. The lovely down. Cody Zeller. Brother of the infamous Tyler Zeller. Yeah. <laughs> you got Dwight Powell, Shabazz Napier, uh, who's um, Noah Varley. All these picks, some of them have been traded, some of them on different teams. Malik Monk, who I thought, who I thought would be decent. <laughs> uh, oh, he's he's had some injuries, but uh, <laughs> like you look at these picks, I thought I thought PJ Washington though this year was a good pickup, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't done in the last. Seven, eight years, they haven't drafted anyone significant. Um, They're showing no signs of like urgency to make any sort of push to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like it's pathetic. He has no reason to stay there. He's twenty nine <laughs> years old. He shot forty three point four percent from the field last year. Averaged twenty five point six points a career high. Why on earth would you go back there? Like, I don't get it. Why? And Charlotte's perspective, too. Like, why are you going to make him the highest paid player in basketball? We saw how that went with Memphis. They already dealt away Mike Conley. I knew he was going to live out that contract over there. <laughs> like, you don't, like, you don't throw all your chips into one guy because it doesn't make any sense for them to pay him. Mm-hmm. I get he's your only attraction, but that's all on you for not drafting and for not trading, like, it just doesn't make any sense to throw Kemba Walker $221 million just to, like, throw him out there every year as the one-man show, hey, you're the only reason that we're selling tickets and putting asses in seats. I mean, you, you got to sign him. <laughs> you got to offer it. I mean, you have to. I mean. Um... But at that point, if you're Charlotte, what money do you have to pay anybody else? 
I mean, you're not gonna let him walk for nothing. Yeah, you could have dealt him. You should like. Are you gonna pay him too? Are you gonna make him the highest? Like, I we thought Colony's contract was ridiculous, and his was like what one fifty something. No, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But compare that to what Kemba can get. Kemba can make two hundred and twenty-one. Yeah, it's going up. That's baseball money. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what that is. <laughs> Albert Pujols money. Bro. That's Albert Pujols money. That's big. That's that's big five hundred home run dinger money. That's what that oh is. Sheesh, yeah, I mean, yeah. If the Celtics could get um, Kemba, that would be great. That's a start. Um, you still yeah. haven't decided whether you're going to resign with the Celtics or you're heading with Kyrie to Brooklyn. Uh, see, I don't know. <laughs> when do you, when do you, when you, you just got, you, you got to admit the guy's just a weirdo. He needs to go. He's different. You know, he he's is. not different. He's a weirdo. Did he's you see? Different. Did you see the? Um, I'll send it to you on Twitter later. I don't know if you saw it. Like people are claiming that he called in like ninety-eight point five or weei. Tub. Yeah. Did you see the video? I heard that. Yeah. Did you? Do you think that was him? To say it sounded like him is an understatement. See, I I thought it sounded like him, but I mean, it does sound like him. And when I listened to it again, it I don't know, it, it didn't sound. But obviously, like you're not going to use your real voice. Like you're going to try and cover it up. And like people saying, like for one, he said his name was like what Mike from Waltham. Oh, I have no, I didn't hear that part. Something like that. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's a ridiculous name to pick to begin with. Like, you picked the most typical, like, name. <laughs> and I, I confirmed with a source that he has a house in Waltham. Really? Yes. I don't know how reliable my source is, but I'll tell you <laughs> after because I'm not going to put his name out there or her name, her name out there. Um, but I don't rule it out. Like, the guy's just weird. I, I heard a story once where um, he comes into practice. Brad Stevens is like greeting everybody at the door or whatever. And then literally the first words he says to Brad Stevens is, what does government mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> like, who the, who the hell says that? <laughs> and then Brad Stevens walks away, turns around, and he goes, what does government mean to you, Kyrie? <laughs> and then Kyrie looks at Brad and he goes, power, and then walks away. <laughs> it's like how awkward can that be it's just a different dude he's a I did weirdo not, I did not see this in Cleveland no I, I, like, it's like he found his freedom like he he, he, he's, he came out and he's like yeah everybody like this is the real me yeah like I don't I don't I don't know I don't know if it was like overshadowed by LeBron because like LeBron you know because uh, I don't think LeBron would tolerate that yeah, I, I see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I like. I don't that. understand him. Like, let's just let's just begin with the basic, general like, fact that leaving Boston to go to Brooklyn is stupid. It doesn't make any sense for anybody. <laughs> like, even from Brooklyn's perspective, you have D'Angelo Russell, who's 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 leading this team to do this like through this awesome run last season. With no mm-hmm. expectations whatsoever, this coach, their head coach, is getting all this, all this praise because they're finally doing something out of nothing after 
completely being humiliated by the Boston Celtics with that infamous trade that brought us Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown for an aged KG and Paul Pierce that went nowhere. And you're going to like, you're going to ruin it. You saw what this guy did in Boston with, with significantly better talent and coaching. The hell is he going to do in Brooklyn? Same thing. <laughs> it's going to go so terribly bad. It's awful. Like, here's a kind of kamikaze pilot. That's what he is. He's just straight. He's 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 leading you to a burning flame crash. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to get real ugly in Brooklyn. Like, I just don't understand what he what he's looking for. Um, the hell could he? He what do you look? What do you want? For the team that he's signing, I don't know what he wants. He's He's unpredictable. That's, that's he's a weirdo. <laughs> I don't want him here. I'm glad he's gone. Like I don't want like I don't want a guy who just complains every single day with no like he there's no justification for him. I in the beginning of the season I was like, all right, I can see like Jalen Brown Terry Rozier being like arrogant and this and that. And because like you guys went to game seven against LeBron, but he still didn't make the finals, so just shut up because he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But after hearing the stories, I'm like, I can see why they don't like him. He's weird. And, and not even in a like good this. way. He wasn't like this the first year either. With, with no, he wasn't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, we know what happened, but like. I don't know what happened to him. Like <laughs> One season just. Like when he threw that ball in Denver again after Jamal Murray tried to take that shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that ball just like bounce back and hit him in the head? <laughs> he threw it pretty no. damn hard. That was he impressive. Did. That, I didn't think that, it was going to go that far. It went, it went a good 50-plus rows deep. Yeah, it did. I don't know if it came back and just knocked him in the head or something. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, we, we had to put up with – I don't get him because we still had to put up with you. Your god-awful piece of garbage Uncle Drew movie that you kept promoting in everyone's face. What do you mean me? I wasn't promoting that movie. Not you. I'm talking about him. Oh, uh, okay. I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> I, I, got, I got something for you. But, yeah, that god-awful movie that nobody wanted to see that you promoted had to deal with that. Like, you were – I don't – I don't. he has nothing to complain about. It's just plain and simple. I don't get it. I don't get what the hell the problem was. But we're um, moving on. Who do you right. want to be our starting point guard next season, Mr. Rob Jots? Uh, let's see. I mean, let's see. <laughs> it's not like we're going down the list and we got a million options here. I know. I we don't in terms of free agents. <laughs> in terms of anything. I mean, Kemba's the best one right now. Best one available. I agree. I think that's the move. Here's the thing. There's a lot of people who want Rozier to be our starting point guard next season. I no. can't do it. I can't I can't. The thing with Terry Rozier, yeah, he's a completely different player on the road than he is at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I saw that. I don't get how people don't see it. And even at home, he's a lot to deal with. Like, I, I tolerate Marcus Smart's boneheaded shot attempts from here and there because he brings it on the defensive end. Terry Rozier is like – like, if the Cleveland series that we lost that could have taken us to the finals is the perfect embodiment of what Terry Rozier is. Boneheaded. He's, he switches thinking he can guard LeBron, trying to dunk on LeBron. 
his 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 shots in transition when he has his four teammates behind him make that make no sense whatsoever pulling up from three in transition like and the fact that on the road he's a ghost he can't score on the road yeah his stock dropped major like that's that's scary terry phase oh those t-shirts should they those should be like <laughs> confiscated if you if i if you are seen in boston wearing a scary terry t-shirt you should be arrested on the spot <laughs> I'm screaming, dude. Simple. Like that phase, it's plain and simple. That phase died down. Oh yeah, Drew Bledsoe doesn't want any affiliation with it anymore. People were expecting him to like play better this season, and his numbers were identical from last season. It was bad, um, and I get it. Like you had to take a, a a step back in a row. But the Celtics, like, there's some stuff the Celtics need to take a little heat for. You should have traded him. He had value, and. Now he has none. Well, he's in free agency, and someone's going to pay him. And I sure as hell hope it ain't the Celtics. <laughs> he went on. He and the worst part is he shows signs of being like a Kyrie Irving. Not the good way. <laughs> he went on. He went on first take, ranting about the Celtics for a whole hour. Mm-hmm. And get up. And get up. Like <laughs> yeah. man, I didn't even know about that one. I guess I'll check that out later. But like, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> His agent has to be ripping his hair out of his head. How stupid of a move can that be? That you're coming at the Celtics. Oh, I'm not going to resign there. I, I sure as hell ain't going back to Boston. Yeah. I mean, he basically said that him and Kyrie can't be teammates. So, it's either you choose me. I don't want either of you. <laughs> I want you both gone. I will walk to the TD Garden from where I stand right now in an undisclosed location because I sure as hell ain't going to say it. And I will walk to the TD Garden right now, and I will pack both their bags gladly. <laughs> I don't want either of them here. They're yeah. both terrible. They're both toxic. They're toxic. They are words that I just can't say right now. I can't put up with either of them. Yeah, his Roger's shot selection. And Kyrie's. It is Russell Westbrook-esque without the athleticism. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Westbrook. <laughs> Don't even. Uh, I mean, it's it's looking really. It's. Oh, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Woj bombs with with green clovers. <laughs> it's just it's it's a sad it's a sad time of year for the Celtics right now. It's getting to the point where. If we don't make several major moves this offseason, I'm not watching Celtics basketball next year. Stop it. You think I'm – dude, I put up with the Chris Humphreys, Jared Sollinger era for, like, my entire childhood. I can't I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I had the big three when I was in elementary school. I can't – I can't – I can't go back to the Rondo, Chris Humphreys, Jared Wallace, uh, Jordan oh. Crawford. You know I, – I can name them. I, 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 I remember each and every one of them. Brandon mm-hmm. Bass, Michael Petrice. I can't go back to that. I can't do that again. <laughs> I just can't. It's like it's like I just got out of prison, and like they're trying to put me back in there because they just dug up new evidence. Like I can't go back. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. The disappointment, you know, we were all we all had high expectations. Dude, the East was wide open. Yeah, I thought. Oh man, the first year Kyrie came, I thought we had a legitimate chance against even. Despite the Hayward injury, if Kyrie was there, we, were, we I don't even think the Cleveland series is going seven. No. I think we take it in six. Easily not. 
And again, and the thing that aches me like crazy is we match up very well against Golden State. And that's the worst part about it is like all you need to do is come out the East. The East is your tough part. Not to, not to discredit Golden State at all to say like they're an eat, they're a cakewalk. But like for the Celtics, the East is like the Warriors. It's like so impossible to get out. Yeah, like, uh, man. I wanted to see LeBron and Briscoe re-series. Oh, that would have been amazing. That was the whole, that was the, what, like, that's, that was the whole promo for the NBA. Yeah, they missed out. Oh, my man. gosh, it killed me. Because, like, who, who would have guarded Kyrie on the Cavs? That's why I tell everybody. Like, Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart combined to shoot, like, four for 70 from three in game seven. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that Kyrie could have hit at least half those shots. Exactly. I don't know. It's the like, Bucks, the, what are you going to say? So much, the Bucks are so much better defensively than the Cavs. Um, although, I think the Bucks are such an overrated team. Overrated? I don't like them. And they can shoot. They can shoot. That's that was and the difference between them. Even though they beat us, they beat a Kyrie who didn't even want to play. So they beat an effortless Kyrie. <laughs> and then they got completely like wiped down by Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard completely like played the LeBron card where he was like, I'm gonna sit out twenty five percent of the season. Like the, Toronto I don't care about the record because Milwaukee, yeah, you were the quote unquote best team in basketball. You were ahead. They were ahead of the Raptors by like what two games, in spite of not having Kawhi for like twenty-two games. If Kawhi just played a week more of the regular season, Toronto was going to be the best team in basketball. Toronto was the best team in basketball. I don't care about your record. Milwaukee was just a team that completely like used all their. They they pretty much played like Clayton Kershaw does for the Dodgers. They gassed it all out in the regular season. And then Giannis <laughs> played no show in round three against Toronto. Yeah, they, <laughs> Toronto was just—they're just a great team all around, and they—they they were able to win during the regular season without him. And the Bucks just—they just didn't show up. Um, it was depth and supporting cast. I didn't think it was going to play that major of a role. Yeah, but Van Fleet's like the steal of the century, apparently. Yeah, him and his high arcing threes. Dude, they touch the banners that aren't even there in Toronto. (laughs) It's insane. Ah, but easy run. It's a rough time of year for Boston basketball. It's it's depressing. It's it's been a rough summer. Bruins took in that mean L in Game Seven in the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. So. It's it's rough, you know. I thought I was going to go to a, a Bruins parade. Uh, you know, I guess the Bruins can adopt me as a fan again in April next year because I'm not watching Bruins regular season hockey. <laughs> you saw my tweet. You saw what I, I put did. on Facebook. Yes, I did. I'm genuine. I, I keep it real. I'm not a hockey fan. <laughs> I said I knew, I knew it. I knew the truth. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I was never hiding it. It's just I hate <laughs> hockey. Like, I don't. I'm I'm not watching that in the regular season. Yeah. I cannot watch that for how many even regular season like eighty whatever games. I'm not watching that. <laughs> no no siree. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. You get you get me in the playoffs. You get me when it matters. 
if you know, usually I watch if like if Dell has no. it on. No, I'll, I'll watch a little bit no. here and there. Put on those funny, those funny FIFA videos where it's like the little cartoon screaming, "Go, go, go!" I'll watch that. <laughs> I'm not watching that. So, um, what what was your thoughts on the uh, the uh, awards for the NBA? Um, didn't like the MVP award. I don't think Giannis was the MVP. I think it was the NBA simply saying we don't want to give it to James Harden two years in a row. I agree. I don't think he was the MVP. I think I think Giannis is a great player. I think he's a very overrated player. I think he gets a lot of credit for like his body type and his ability of what he can do, or what he should be doing, I should say. But he's a no-show in the playoffs. James Harden averaged 36 points in the regular season. Like he was as pivotal as it gets to his team. Um Giannis just like he hasn't shown it in the playoffs. Like it's and he had he had a good round against the Celtics. He had a good first round. Who did Milwaukee play first round? Detroit? Yep. Yeah, so you faced a G League team. Um Foul. I mean it's Foul. Detroit. Detroit's terrible. It's, they have Blake Griffin. They had a one-legged Blake Griffin. That was it. It's like you. It's like you go to stop and shop and you get a dented tomato can. Like you found it at the clearance section. Like, dude, that team is terrible. Um. So yeah, I haven't seen it from him yet. The year prior to that, they got bounced first round when Chris Middleton put Giannis on his back and said, "Here, let's see what we can do." And I just I don't see it in Giannis yet. I think James Harden should have won the MVP. Uh, Luca taking rookie of the year. I had that because I'll give it to Trey Young. He exceeded my expectations. I didn't expect a lot from him, but mm. he had a phenomenal second half. Luca did it the whole entire season through. Exactly. Yeah, he did. Um, but going back real quick, I don't um, about the MVP. Um, James Harden, he's disappeared in the playoffs as well. Um, Oh, certainly. This, it was a bad MVP year. We had AD who didn't play forever. We had LeBron who didn't care. We had Kawhi Leonard who didn't care. <laughs> like uh, James Harden, um, I believe it was the first round against the Jazz. Mm. And what I forget which game it was, but um, it was at Utah. And I think he went, he had like zero field goals through like the first three quarters. <laughs> and they still won. I was just like, what? But. Um, in terms of the MVP, I think James Harden is more valuable to his team than Giannis. Giannis has had the better season, mm-hmm. I think. But I think that in terms of being valuable to your team, I think James Harden wins that because he, he dribbles for 23 seconds every possession. <laughs> he gets 13 of his points are from John Fowles <laughs> on a nightly basis. He initiates everything on offense, and mm. um, like without without him, like he's the identity of that team. Um, so I thought like he should should have won MVP, and of course, like he averaged what like thirty seven, I think. Thirty six point one, I think. Yeah, like insane. <laughs> so uh, and uh, the rookie of the year, I agree with you. Luca did um he was consistent throughout the whole year. Um so I feel like, you know, Trey Trey Young did play 
play well in the second half. I mean, he kind of picked it up, uh, racking up these assists, these double doubles. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think, and I think Luke is going to be the best player out of that draft. He was kind of like sought after simply because he didn't play in the incredibly overrated American college basketball that we embrace today in March. Very overrated. Like I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's incredibly exciting, and I love to watch it. But the kids are not as good. They're not that good. Like, look at every "quote unquote" three point shooter that's supposed to make it doesn't make it. You had Luke Kennard. You have um, what's the one out of Creighton's name? I, Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott. Yeah. They never make it. They never pan out. Three point shooters do not pan out. They're so overrated. Like. It's just college basketball talent isn't that good. Honestly, after, like, the first, like, 15, like, you look at your picks and you just don't expect to get anything out of it. <laughs> I, I, I love so guys in March. I love making my bracket, but they ain't that good. <laughs> They're not that good. Yeah. Speaking of a team that isn't that good right now, my beloved Boston Red Sox that just keep – Keep keep putting me down every time I try to get up. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough. It's been a rough year, as you saw. I got verbally assaulted at Fenway Park. Yes, I did. I got yeah. attacked. <laughs> it's a. It's some people would say it's amazing that I'm doing this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm I'm a hero, Rob. I don't want you know. I don't want you know the kids to come up to me and want pictures and autographs and whatnot. But just know that I'm a hero for being here. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's been a pretty rough, inconsistent season to say the least. We're standing still in, in third place. We're a scary third place team right now. Um, eight games back of the New York Yankees, who now lead the AL East, but we're still in it. We're we're for some reason our front office is showing no signs of urgency to make the push to get back to the second place to the first place mark, and our bullpen still sucks. So yeah, to that lady who attacked me at Fenway Park, you're still an idiot, and our bullpen still sucks. Mm-hmm. Like the Red Sox been blowing leads late in games. It was like, dude, every what? ninth inning when we're up like five <laughs> plus runs, I'm like, I'm just waiting yeah. for someone to screw it up. <laughs> Who's it gonna be tonight? Someone's gonna, someone's gonna screw this up. You hope for the best, but expect the worst, dude. Never. I don't remember the last time I was at Fenway Park. And I'm dating this back to when I was in elementary school. When you brought in a relief pitcher, time like back-to-back relief pitchers to where I was like, who the hell is this? Like Travis Lackins or Layskins or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> who the hell is this 24-year-old kid that had a career ERA in the minor leagues of 4.40? Like who the – like once he came out, I was like, bro, they went, they, de- the Red Sox definitely went to South Boston, saw some kids sitting in a bar and was like, yo, you want to pitch for the Red Sox tonight? <laughs> Never have I heard of that kid. Yeah. Ryan Brazier, which was like the world, se- one of the world series postseason heroes of last year sucks. Now he gave up in that game against Cleveland. I went to, he gave up a, a game tying home run to what the hell was that guy's name from Cleveland? Shit. Greg Allen, who batted like 0-8, 0-91, didn't have a single hit on the road the entire season. 
It's pathetic. Like they do so much. Even even tonight, they can't get a clean three outs. <laughs> I saw like a double with like one out in the ninth inning, and I was like, against the Chicago White Sox. White Sox, yeah. Who are they, probably the, one of the most irrelevant teams of baseball. They are. What the really like? Are. You can't get a clean three outs, and you had Craig no Kimbrell, you had Dallas Keiko on the market. It's like. Dig in your pockets, dude. I get that you invest a lot in this team. You got guys like Martinez who you're paying a shit ton of money for. But at the end of the day, you need a bullpen. You can't win without a bullpen. Yeah, You've proven it time true. and time again. I don't know. It's, a, it's a sad time of year. Um, what's your thoughts on um, Craig Kimbrell? I thought, well, I mean, for sure, I knew as soon as he hit the market, and he was like, I want, like, a five-plus-year deal and 150-plus million. Like, I knew you weren't going to get that. Relief pitchers don't get that. Uh, yeah. No. Ronis <laughs> Chapman did not get that. You sure as hell weren't going to get that. You scared – like, you had me – like, I needed to take medications watching you in the playoffs. You were shaking. You were, like yes. – you look like one of those 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 homeless people from Mass Ave that always ask me for money. Like, you were going berserk on the mound sweating uncontrollably um but it, it was a good deal he's in chicago which is a great place it's a great fit for him going to the cubs um i he for that money like i would have taken him back at 43 million for three years that's a very very friendly financially friendly contract for a guy of his talent so i'm very surprised that he took that money that if that's all it took to bring him back that we didn't bring him back and to everybody that's like, we don't need Kimbrel to, to, to get back and to get this bullpen going, you're stupid. You're an idiot. Like, we <laughs> we might not necessarily need Kimbrel specifically, but to completely mm-hmm. rule out, like, we don't need Kimbrel, we're good, you're a fool. And you, the team has proven it time and time again that you're an idiot. This team's bullpen needs to, a boost. They need a change. They need some type of move, or they're not going anywhere this season. Yeah. When's the uh... – the trade deadline. That is in July, the end of July. Okay. I don't like like it's we're <laughs> we're too deep into the season to have not made a move by now. Like I don't know how like they, there's there's plenty of time for them to completely fall down the standings and you know complete and just you know settle with Baltimore and become their neighbors down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what's their what the plan is they've tried everybody in in, they've tried everybody from Pawtucket to South Boston like you can't win without a bullpen it's as simple as that even when they brought like Koji Uehara here in 2013 and he was completely like gold in the dirt he still had a very good season and track record in Texas before he got here so it's like you got you just don't have anything here you have like Matt Barnes who is homegrown. You have Brandon Workman, who's homegrown. You have Brazier, who just had a good year last year, and he stinks now. And then going down the line, you have, like, nothing. It's as simple as you don't have a bullpen. You don't have a you don't have a playoff contending baseball team. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you, you can't win without a bullpen. Uh, Rob, when are you going to a, to when come to a Red Sox game? What's going on? I've been to, like, 20 uh, already. I know you have. Um, I can go – Sometime, maybe like the first couple of weeks of July. You're like the hardest guy to book. <laughs> I know it. you know you're 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 the ladies' man. You got a really busy schedule and whatnot, but you know. All right. 
You're very, you're very hard to book, Rob. It's impossible. It's like I can get Adam Sandler before I get you. Yes, tough. <laughs> you're the hot commodity of Boston. What's going on? Right, I, I, I can get, I can go to a game in July. In July. Yes. Aren't you supposed to be packing up for Brooklyn by then? Uh, that's not confirmed. That's um, not confirmed. I, I mean. I'm going to say this now if I haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm prepping for Zion to be my favorite player. Oh, for the love of Christ. <laughs> Have you ordered a Zion jersey yet? No, not yet. Well, you can't wait to I wear that know. red and, and, and gold. Nah, I don't like their jerseys. I like I like their alternate ones, but not, not the red ones. The, Which one's the not blue? Not the alternate ones. Sorry. I meant the – what version is it? They have all these different versions of City. I mean, it's a terrible name to begin with. Pelicans is a disgusting name for a basketball team. Uh, it's a state bird, bro. It's a what? It's a state bird? Yeah. Oh, God. I never want to go to New Orleans. It's it's a terrible name. The logo isn't bad. The colors aren't bad. But it just, like, when I look at it, it just looks like an ad for a casino. <laughs> Bro, you don't like the Smoothie King? Um, Is that what it, the Smoothie King Arena? Yeah, Smoothie King. That's center. terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. What what uniforms are you looking at? What what? It's what's the, the what's the Zion jersey you're gonna be getting in the mail? See, I don't really. I, I don't know. Why don't you go get a Duke one? I mean, I would. Maybe I could. I could. I mean, you gotta, you gotta find something because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna catch you wearing that Kyrie Celtics jersey around anymore. No, you're not gonna. Nah, you're not. Like, gonna Lee, that. you're gonna have to leave that in the closet. Yeah, that's what I did with the Cavs one. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that, isn't that telling me something, Rob? Because you, you know, you get, you can order a Brooklyn one, but after a year, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that didn't go well either. <laughs> And then when he goes to the Knicks, it's like, yeah, like the Knicks, Orange, like Spike Lee, all this cool stuff. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. that didn't go well either. Nope. <sighs> yeah, so, you know, sometimes you got to just regroup, you know. I feel like my dad, when um, when uh, his favorite player was Michael Jordan back in the day, and then, you know, once he retired, he had to find a new favorite player. That did not go as that's not at all like what Kyrie's doing. <laughs> no, Rob, bad. Bad you know, Rob. I, um I mean Kyrie's not retiring, but I mean he uh, should. He's not doing us any good in, in the NBA. Yeah. The way he's carrying himself and around his teammates, I'm just not a not a fan. Rob, it's time to find a new favorite player. Which is why we're introducing Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Zion's a good kid. I like what I hear from him. Yeah, he's he's gonna be great, dude. He's gonna be great. Well, New Orleans has a good future ahead of them. His his work ethic is too good for him to be a bust. He can't be a bust. He tries too hard on both ends of the floor. I mean, he's put in a great position with a lot of young talent. He's got a great ball facilitator in Lonzo. Uh, no pun intended. Um. <laughs> But yeah, he's got a good he's got a good supporting cast, and I'm really looking forward to watching New Orleans next season. I, I 
I'm also not too sure he he's he's gonna win rookie of the year. And because what do you have? Well, who's like the threat, the main threat? RJ Barrett because mm. Zion Williamson's playing with Ingram, Alonzo, Drew Holiday. Like, um, I don't think he's gonna be. He's not gonna have the ball in his hands. As Barrett's much as, just tough because he was just so inconsistent. Yeah, RJ Barrett was tough. To That's watch. what's scary to me about him. He was tough to watch. I do his shot selection. Oh, Russell Westbrook. Awful. That's what that's what also scares me about um Kobe White from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You remember that one game that Friday night we were watching the North Carolina Duke game and I was like, what the hell is this guy Wait, doing after all the work that like Cam Johnson put in? You're completely like saying, Screw you, Cam, I wanna I wanna shoot. Oh, so you are talking you're talking about the tournament game, AC um the AC. Yes, tournament. yes, that that's what I'm talking about, Rob. Yes. I was actually just watching the highlights of that. <laughs> do you still do that thing where you got to Google pictures of Kyrie before you go to bed? No, no, no. That, that was you, never got, a, you got out of that habit? That was never a thing. Oh, my gosh, if Chris was here. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you're a liar. You are yeah. a liar. <laughs> so, yeah. That, like, one, that one angle of Kyrie, like, smiling after hitting a shot you had to see before you went to bed. <laughs> I honestly, no, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, you are such a liar. Don't worry. Well, like, Sports Guy Geo on Twitter, like, check check it out. You'll see it there. I'll have my sources confirm what this heathen does before he goes to sleep. <laughs> so you were saying about Kobe White and how he took that tough shot to take the lead. Mm-hmm. And, like, remember, RJ Barrett missed both free throws right before that. Oh, he missed a lot of those. He's really good at that. <laughs> oh, man. That was tough to watch. All season. <laughs> Ricks from the free throw line. They shot 69% from the free throw line. Duke as a team. That's bad, especially in college. Yeah. What is the hell does that translate to in the NBA? <laughs> oh, man. It's looking rough ahead for the Celtics, for the Red Sox. Tom Brady and Josh Gordon just need to get it. You know, hit the drawing board. Let's get another Super Bowl in here to lift my spirits. Yeah, looking forward to football. Um, yeah, I'm just going to close my eyes. And I just want to go to take a major, like, nap and then wake up opening night and just, like, slowly, like, open, extend my fingers as they cover my eyes to see what happened with the Celtics. <laughs> That's where we're at, Rob. I mean, free agency starts in a few days next week. Yeah, we got to find out what what Rob does, what Kyrie does, what the Celtics do. That's that's what's on that's what's on everybody's radar right now. <laughs> Mr. Robert Allen, it's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Glad to glad for having me. All right, I'll see you next episode. All right, see you, bro.